welcome to Blessed and Abundant, the podcast that empowers you to stop being average and start living an abundant life. We are your hosts, Kayla and Mate, and we are so excited to help you live abundantly, spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. Boom. Boom. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a good one. We have a big one today. Yeah, we one. have a one that is so much on our hearts. Uh, that we want to share with you. We already did like an intro mm -hmm. um, with basics on our YouTube, like a YouTube video um, about emotional healing. So make sure you, you check out that before we okay. dive deeper here. Um, I think like I want to start with just a, like in general us as Christians that oftentimes really very often we see christians who are devoted who know the lord who surrender their lives to their lord but are struggling to live abundance yeah. or they feel stuck or they don't they don't live in the overflow uh they're just not living the fullness of life that god has for us and we really do believe that emotional healing is this huge part of our life in the fullness of our life in abundance and when you feel when you feel stuck and when you recognize that there's a pattern in your life that you've been living that i don't know you're always dating the wrong guy or the wrong girl like with the same pattern you always do the same things the same thing always happens to you you always react in a diff in a in a certain way or you there's like you look yourself in the morning in a mirror and there's always one lie that's hopping on your head mm -hmm. you're not good enough like what do you think you're doing you know there's always like something that's keeping you keeping you down um that is what we want to talk about today there is hope mm -hmm. there's hope so good i think the beautiful thing is like if we take the time to really understand jesus and how he loves us and what he has for us we can see that he cares about our whole selves. He doesn't just care about our spirit or our soul, but he cares about our body. He cares about the whole shebang. And that includes our hearts too. So when things happen to us over the course of our lives that bring us hurt and bring us pain, that hurts Jesus too. And he loves us so much. He loves his children that he's like, listen, I don't want you to carry this pain in your heart. I don't want you to carry the burdens from your past. I want to help you and I want to heal you. Yeah. And that is his heart towards us, which goes to show us that emotional healing or inner healing is something that's biblical. And it's so important to Jesus that he wants all of us to be whole mm -hmm. and like you said that's our hope is that we can bring these things to jesus we can yeah. bring him our hurts and our pains and he will heal us it's yeah. not just that he heals our bodies but he heals our hearts too and it's yeah. beautiful we've both experienced it 100 we did multiple times multiple <laughs> continuously times. sometimes every week there's something okay. new small things right. sometimes there's big things but yeah i want to as, as I was thinking about this podcast, mm -hmm. and this, again, we were talking earlier, I think, like, can we, can we ask ourselves a question? Okay, how do I know, or someone who is listening, okay, how do I know that I need emotional healing? What a good question. Right? What a good question. 
I would say, and you can jump into, I want to yeah. hear, hear your response. It's kind of like what Mate was talking about in the intro. It's like, okay, if I'm reading something in scripture to be a scriptural promise, right? Like we know that we can have joy unspeakable in the Lord. So if I'm reading something in the Bible, but I'm not experiencing that, but like you said, but I'm a believer, I'm walking with the Lord, I know him, I believe in him, but I'm not having joy in my life, then that's a discrepancy that I can say, okay, Lord, what am I missing? Is there something here? It might be emotional healing, it might not might not be, but it's a good place to start yeah. to say, okay, yeah. am I missing something here? Is there some wounds that need to be healed? Or I know that it's a scriptural promise that I can have an abundant relationship with the Lord. And if I feel like there's something blocking me from my mm -hmm. relationship with him, then I can say, huh, discrepancy from what your promise is, Lord. True. What is standing in the way? And mm. that's kind of like my opening to be like, okay. It's like when you go to the doctors, right? You have a symptom and you're like, okay, maybe there's something deeper that I need to figure out. And you go to the doctor and you do all those tests. So that's kind of like a good way for me to bring something to the Lord. Like this is, I know, a promise in the Bible, but I'm not living it. Yeah. Lord, why? Yeah, I think for me, I see it. That's such a good answer. And I'm so glad that we have, I mean, we agree with our answers, but we have a different view on them. I think like for me, the easiest way I see that I need something or something is wrong is literally with everyday life. It's like, I'm going to, I want to give you an example. Like, let's say one day Kayla tells me like, babe, this, like what you did was like wrong it hurt me you didn't do it well you didn't do it good and i can say it whoa babes like what happened i'm sorry like what is it what did i do like let's talk about it but what happens in the background is what can happen to me it was happening to me before is i i do everything wrong i'm not worthy uh, I can't do anything right. I'm not a good husband. I'm not a good man. I'm not a good believer. It's like everything starts crashing down. Mm. Um, so maybe what I would say, just pay attention. How do you react? And what happens when you're in painful situations, in stressful situations, mm -hmm. in conflict? And like what is coming out of you or what is coming to your mind that you are constantly like living in the same again pattern or are you constantly repenting for the same sin mm -hmm. you're repeating the same sin over and over and over and over again like what are you seeking with that right. what where are you going with that so maybe like what are the destructive behaviors that i have in my life or patterns or something that overwhelms me so much that i cannot even hear the next sentence someone is is gonna say to me because it overwhelms me so mm -hmm, much mm -hmm. so yeah i would say like pay attention to those kind of uh, red flags or things and when they do happen when you recognize them that's the first step yeah. that's amazing you recognize them you know oh wow like this is how you react every single time that's not right i get overwhelmed i get totally lost and i enter this whirlwind and downward spiral that i do not know how to get out anymore it's like <gasps> where how did i get here you know right. then the time has come <laughs> when you recognize it to go before the Lord and we're going to talk about that and like the questions that you can ask the Lord and how do you like, Lord, 
what is happening here? When did it start? Um, when did I started feeling this way? Uh, what is the lie that I'm believing about this? Just go to the Lord. Or if it's something bigger in your life and you can't figure it out on your own, like go to a Christian ministry. Like we, we talked about on our YouTube channel mm -hmm. about Connect Up and Unbound. It helped us a lot. But this is an amazing way when you do recognize this mm -hmm. pattern in your life or something that is off and it's overwhelming to for you to realize it. Right. And I think a thing, I think it's a misconception that sometimes people think that they only need emotional healing if really big or bad things are happening in their life. Mm -hmm. But this is for everybody. And I think we underestimate the wounds that we have in our heart. True. We think like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, yeah, some of the lies that you said, some people might think it's not a big deal. Like, oh, yeah. If I have these thoughts before public speaking, like that's normal. Like people don't like to do public speaking. It's a big fear of most people. So like I'm good. But we go through so much as humans from the time that we're born, even before we're born, actually. Mm -hmm. Like there are things that are even spoken over you in the womb that you're sure. not even aware of. So from the moment you're conceived until this moment right now where you're listening to this podcast, there's so much that happens to us that affect our heart. Yeah. There are things that have been said to us, over us, things that we've believed. And like you said in your example, it's getting to the root of that because you might be dealing with the symptom now in your life, mm -hmm. but the Lord wants to reveal the root of like why it first happened, but to tell us his truth, which we'll get to later. And that's what emotional healing yeah. is. It's dealing with all of these things that we have kind of like ha that have impacted our heart over the years and we're dealing with that so that we can get free from those things so that we can fully walk into our calling and have an abundant life yeah. and that's like the crux of it all is yeah. giving jesus our heart he's the one not us that's a, a huge thing mm. sometimes we try to do it on our own and sometimes counseling can do that and i'm a huge advocate for counseling like i've been to a christian counselor so don't hear what i'm not saying but some counseling, it's just like putting a finger on things that the Lord is not revealing. Like the Lord has a timing. He has a process. He has a way of bringing things to the surface when they need to be. Mm -hmm. And that's emotional healing. We're giving Jesus our heart and we're saying, Jesus, search my heart and know yeah. me. Jesus is the one who is identifying what needs to be dealt with. He's the one that's giving us truth and he's giving us our heart back in an even better condition than it was before. Amen, yeah. And then we're free and we're fully walking into yeah. who we're created to be. True. I love, I just remember the, the definition of emotional healing that Tom Holloway once said that I love. Yes. He said like emotional healing is not like saying that something didn't happen. He mm -hmm. said the memory of it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. That's the emotional healing. It doesn't like cancel what happened. Like right. things still happen. Like we are not <laughs> crazy, you know, things here happen, but the memory of them, when you think about them or that person or that event, whatever, it doesn't hurt mm -hmm. anymore. That's how you know that you have been emotionally healed, that healing has come. And again, when you think about it, but it doesn't hurt anymore. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Tom Holloway. We love you. <laughs> love if you, you ever Tom. listen to me, love you. <laughs> Tom, you're the best. So good. All right, where should we go next, babes? We think, are excited about yeah. this, and we're like, we want to tell you everything, and we can't do it all on one podcast. We can't. Like, again, we've been trained in emotionally healing and deliverance 
for like so much and we've been doing this for years yeah. so yeah um i think what what maybe we we can talk about is uh we put it in our title like what are actually the obstacles mm -hmm. or the struggles or why aren't we experiencing emotional healing like where is that that's yeah. so good yeah i say we both can tell our own personal stories is seeing the role that unforgiveness plays on someone's life and we talked about this in detail in our youtube video but we know that forgiveness is super important to god but we see time and time again that if we're still holding on to bitterness and not able to fully walk through forgiveness it is something that inevitably it taints our relationship with the lord and it taints our view of the situation and it makes it really hard to actually experience wholeness yeah and we talked about it in the youtube video how forgiveness is a choice which i think is actually a beautiful thing that should release the pressure because it means we don't always have to feel like it but mm -hmm. we can just lean on the grace of jesus and say jesus like i'm just gonna make the choice because i know that this is important to you and i'm I need your help, Holy Spirit, to like True. fully forgive this person. It's like like when you when you enter worship, you don't feel like worshiping mm -hmm. every time. Right. But then you make a decision, I'm gonna worship. Like, does that mean that your worship is not valid valid and that you're not worshiping? No, you're still worshiping even though that you're not feeling it. You didn't want to do it. You're making something with your decision, with your choice. And mm. it's the same with as you said, with forgiveness, even though you're not feeling it. And yeah, it, it doesn't mean that it's not happening or the process hasn't started. Right, right. And I think, again, like you said in the title, we're trying to talk about, okay, like, well, what are the barriers in the struggle? So we know enough about forgiveness. And if you don't, watch the YouTube video. Yeah. But I think sometimes what stops people is you get a mixture of things. Either you haven't really acknowledged that something was actually committed. And we talk about this actually in like training, how certain cultures honor their parents to such a degree that if they have to walk through forgiveness towards a parent, it's hard for them because for them, they're like, well, my parent has done no wrong. And it doesn't mean that we're necessarily placing the blame, but things happen. Like maybe we used the example the other day, like if you're a kid and you paint your mom this beautiful picture and you go to her in the kitchen, you're like, mom, look what I painted. And she's stressed out cooking and she doesn't pay attention to you. In that moment, a wound can happen in your heart, right? That manifests itself in different ways over the years that you feel abandoned and rejected when people when yeah. you're talking to people. Yeah. So you might have to forgive your mom for that. It doesn't mean that your mom was a bad mom. Sometimes True. people are like, oh, well, I don't need to forgive my mom. My mom was a great mom. Mm -hmm. You could have the best mom in the world and there could still be a situation that you need to extend forgiveness. So I think I see that a lot is just like not even acknowledging that forgiveness needs to take place. And it doesn't mean that like someone's horrible if we have to forgive someone. True. You know what I mean? True, that's true. I think also sometimes it was like that with me um i'm really getting better like since i met the lord and i'm walking and obviously receiving all the teachings and, mm -hmm. and stuff but for me a big obstacle was i was not even aware not just about forgiveness like oh i was like forgiveness but i wasn't even aware that something was wrong because i was emotionally handicapped wow. mm -hmm. it's like you sometimes need emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence to recognize the patterns to recognize that something is happening here that it's not normal 
It's like, it's not normal that I get overwhelmed and sweaty and whatever, and I burst and react the same. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not normal. If you're even... If you even if you can even experience that, right, you know, right. it's like I was. I remember my heart was closed as a rock. I was like a rock. Like I didn't cry for years. I would say like emotionally handicapped. That's that's the best way I could feel. Wow. So that could be the one of the greatest obstacles that was for me. Um, uh, 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 that was preventing me uh, in emotional healing and mm-hmm. and stepping in. So what I needed to do, I like i needed wise counselor i needed someone else to tell me hey this is no bueno or i needed to humble myself i needed to humble myself to recognize it uh so maybe humility is also one of the the obstacles you think you're fine and Mm -hmm. you think you don't need it we all need like let's just get we all, this, we, we, we all need it mm-hmm. we all need it and we were we we're watching glimmer girls right now <laughs> and we were joking the other day you know lorelei and her mom mm-hmm. um emily. emily like they cannot like lorelei cannot stand emily and it's like wow lorelei <laughs> like you see it how this relationship affects everything yeah. Lorelai, you probably need to forgive Emily, you know? We know it's a show, but it's a good example. They all need emotional healing. They all need (laughs) emotional healing there, yeah. Because we all do. Yeah. Um, I would say another thing, too, in relation to unforgiveness that I've seen in, in sessions is that what do you do when it's such a terrible thing that you have to extend forgiveness? Like, not to put a scale on emotional healing like one thing is worse than the other I don't want to do that but there are certain instances where let's say there's abuse or like a deep deep betrayal and it's actually so hard for you Mm -hmm. to extend forgiveness and yes we said it's a choice right we know that but it's still hard and we see that time and time again because that hurt is just so deep and I've seen one question really really kind of change things for people and it's asking the lord to show you his heart for that person that you're struggling to forgive so good. because oftentimes the people that have hurt us the most and we've heard this before hurt people hurt people but it's true yeah so it doesn't make it right and i don't want to say that but sometimes it just helps you see the situation differently like maybe the person so that was abusive god can show you a picture or a vision of that person themselves being abused when they were a child Mm. and they never got emotional healing and they just lashed out on you and forgiveness doesn't mean that what that person did is okay it just says like i don't want to carry this hurt anymore i don't want to carry this burden i don't want to keep myself in a jail cell i want to just release that person to jesus so that i can be free so asking that question lord can you show me how you see this person can sometimes make it easier for us to make that choice to forgive and you'll be surprised you'll end up blessing that person because the lord almost gives you his heart for that person and what used to hurt you doesn't hurt you the same way anymore and now i have a question as we're talking about Mm -hmm. it again for us how do i know that i have forgiven someone that's hard (laughs) that is hard i would say in my experience 
it is a it's a process I would say forgiveness is a process and some things it's easier to just kind of forgive once and be done and then other things are like these bigger offenses and I just continue to kind of walk through that and say okay Jesus I felt like I forgave this person before but like the Tom example like it's still hurting me when when I think of them like I'm still having pain or it's still a trigger I just kind of go back to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, is there anything else that you want to reveal to me about this hurt? Because maybe the Lord will illuminate something to me the second time that he did in the first time that sure. can help me kind of walk deeper. But again, I think there's something to say that it because it's a choice, we're not always going to feel like we're like skipping and rainbows and butterflies yeah. after we release forgiveness. Yeah. That's, a, that's not an indicator always that I've forgiven. Yeah. But I think it's just giving myself the grace that sometimes it is a process. And as long as my heart is bent towards forgiveness, that the Lord knows I'm not purposefully withholding forgiveness for them. Maybe he just needs to continue to reveal things to me so that I can be deeper. And I would say again, like when you can look at that person, hear their name, think about that instance and not have that flood of unhealthy emotion and the true test is like if you're ready and willing to bless them and to pray for them instead of, you know, seek revenge, that's a good indicator that, mm-hmm. <laughs> boom, you have fully extended yeah. forgiveness to them. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I wanted to yeah. say. It kind of stole my answer there. It's like when you can look at this person and not have this burst or something towards them, mm-hmm. um, but actually feel love and acceptance Right. at least or at least nothing mm-hmm. that means that that you have forgiven them and i would say just keep doing it doing it and keep forgiving until it's perfect because right. we know it can be perfect in christ and it should be perfect right. because as we forgive others that's how the lord's going to forgive us mm-hmm. and now i just as as i was uh, talking about this i just remember one other obstacle that maybe we are struggling. We cannot forgive others because we still haven't received forgiveness from Christ. So good, babes. Right? Because when we know how much is forgiven to us, then we can actually forgive everyone and should have the strength in Christ to forgive everyone for everything. Mm -hmm. So maybe also there's an obstacle there Mm -hmm. if I haven't truly, I don't truly believe that I have been forgiven for everything that I did from yeah. Christ and accepted his forgiveness, um, then right. I'm not able to forgive others. Right. So maybe that's also like, do I have guilt about my past or shame or something that I'm carrying that I think God is resenting me or something? And that gives me uh, then the, I don't know, uh, the right to then resent other people Mm -hmm. because we haven't received it from the Lord. That's good. Or we only look at forgiveness for us and not for other people. True. It's like the parable of the unmerciful servant, right? We know that one where it's like they were forgiven their debt of like what they say, like 20 years salary. They were forgiven. And then they have their own servant who yeah. only owed them like a daily wage and he mm-hmm. couldn't extend forgiveness to them yeah. because it's like we only look at it sometimes like, oh, Lord, thank you so much for forgiving me. But we forget our role in forgiving others. Yeah, yeah. true. Like we were forgiven much, so we should be forgiving yeah. much as well. Okay, so we talked about like forgiveness, but I think we also need to ask ourselves the question about lies mm-hmm. because this is where everything comes from so what's the deal with lies how 
do they start again? We did the basics on the YouTube, but let's let's dive deeper into into lies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So we said a couple examples already that kind of pointed to lies. Yeah. And just to break it down again, like the example I gave with the little girl, like there are things that happen to us that literally start when we're we're young, right? So it could be your earliest memory where you felt rejected or abandoned by your mom. And then this is just an example. And then you have this lie. It starts off something small, right? And it continues to build because unfortunately the enemy is aware of these things and he of course just comes to kill, to steal and destroy. So there'll be other situation in this girl's life. Let's call her, I don't know, Penny. And Penny goes to kindergarten and she goes to the teacher and the teacher also kind of ignores her because the teacher is busy helping a kid who just cut himself. Mm -hmm. So then Penny again is like, wow, like no one wants to listen to me. Like I must not have anything good to say. There must be nothing good in me for people to actually listen to me. So Penny grows up. She gets jobs. She has problems with her bosses. Again, she gives a suggestion to the boss of how they can do something more efficiently. The boss doesn't go with her idea. The boss goes with someone else's idea. Again, Penny is like, wow, I just feel rejected all the time. True. No one cares what I have to say. No one listens to me. No one pays me attention. And then this can manifest in different ways in her life. Maybe she feels that same way with men. So she's constantly giving all of herself physically to try to get the attention of men because she feels like nobody sees her and nobody cares about her. Yeah. So as we see with this little example, it all started with one little lie that started off as a thought, which then turned into uh, a belief system, mm -hmm. which then affected actions and then turned into a whole behavior and lifestyle. It's a chain reaction of how one thing, if not dealt with correctly, can end up becoming an ungodly belief system because the enemy will just kind of play on that thing True. in every single situation. And it's a spiritual battle. And it's like, again, this one thing all of a sudden is the only situation that you're encountering your entire life yeah. to reinforce that yes. belief system. Like with Penny, that she has nothing good to say, no one cares about her, and no yeah. one has time for her. And that's the pattern that we talked about. Then it develops into this pattern of behavior that follows you throughout your whole life. Exactly. And as you were as you were talking and saying this example, I remember one example that I heard from from Matt Lozano. Um, he was praying. Actually, it's it's a real life example. He said like there were two brothers, and a dad came home from work. And he was super frustrated and angry. He had a bad day, a rough day at work. And while the, the wife was preparing lunch, he went outside to play with the, with the kiddos to throw football. And as he was throwing, like he was throwing so stinking hard because he was frustrated and angry. And listen to this. One brother, one brother got super scared he what he did was withdraw he felt fear mm -hmm. and he was like who what is dad doing like what is this he like he was super super fear fearful about it the other brother was angry about it why is dad doing this what is this mm -hmm. and basically what happened the same situation but completely different right. reaction to the same situation so everything is individual and like what is 
your pattern what is your thing how did you react that's where it all comes to and again it always as you said comes to this first situation mm-hmm. and the first time that it happened how did you react what was the lie at that moment that you agreed to right that's yeah. so good yeah and it's like you said earlier babes it's like paying attention to how you're feeling in the moment with certain things so that's like sometimes a good indicator for example like maybe for us right we've been experiencing we're married (laughs) we are walking into a new season of financial dependency on the lord let's say so we have to watch ourselves like if we're at the grocery store and we're having fear about oh my gosh like what is this gonna amount to are we gonna be able to afford this blah 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 blah. like we can use these things that are coming in our mind to identify what lies are right so we might say okay if a lie enters at the grocery store like we're never gonna be able to afford this we're not gonna hit our budget this month, Uh, we're not going to have enough money to make us to the end of the year, then we're going to probably have to leave our apartment. Like you can see how the lie starts from one little thing and goes way out of control, right? And I used to use this analogy. I love how the Bible tells us to take every thought captive. Mm. So as adults, right, when we're children, like those examples of the boys, you're not aware of how to do this. You don't know how to fight it. Right, but now we do. Mm -hmm. So I literally think of my brain and I think of having soldiers in my mind and these soldiers are like divine soldiers with guns and weapons that anytime a thought enters it is those soldiers responsibility to hold that thought captive and say who are you here representing are you here representing God is this a godly thought are you here representing Kayla is this a fleshly thought Or are you here representing the enemy? Is this a thought from the devil? And taking that thought captive before it turns into this just mountain waterfall of one thought leading to 80 billion just lies. Mm -hmm. They're they're lies. And you can Mm -hmm. see how it snowballs into a way that you can't even get back to the truth sometimes. True. And that's actually the the point that we want to make. It's like... How do you take, like, what's necessary for you to take every captive, uh, every thought captive? Mm -hmm. You need to know the truth. Right. Like, that is how you know and recognize where does this thought, where does it it come from? What's the root of that Mm -hmm. thought? And, like, the best way to fight against lies is knowing the, Mm -hmm. the truth. And as we talked about it, the truth is what sets us free, John 8, 32. Um, and the truth is always a big part of, yeah. of healing. It's it's the whole part. <laughs> because it's like the beautiful aspect of healing with the Lord versus counseling is like I can sit down with someone and I can tell them my thoughts on their life situation, Kayla's opinion, and it does nothing to transform them absolutely nothing but when you ask the creator of the universe father what is your truth about the situation what is your truth about me and my identity when you hear directly from him when he gives you a picture a vision a thought 
a phrase, whatever it is, I kid you not, those chains break immediately because he is the one who has the full authority. And when he speaks, it has a different sound wave than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's the point of emotional healing. Again, it's not me telling a friend, oh, X, Y, and Z, this happened, so you need to do this. And you know that you're a good person and you know that you're a good speaker and it doesn't do much for them. It feels good for five seconds and then they're scared about yep. doing a public speaking event the next day. Yeah. But when the Lord himself puts his truth over the situation, that is the only truth is his truth. Yeah. And all the lies eventually begin to like crumble down as the Lord replaces it with his truth. Yeah, I think we, when we talk about it, the, the when you talk about the truth, that is one of the biggest obstacles to our and struggles in our emotional healing because we think that we know the truth mm -hmm. and that is that's probably true we know it here right, right. in the head but it hasn't come down to the heart head truth is not going to give us freedom head mm -hmm. truth is not going to bring us fullness and wholeness only heart truth will give us that and will bring us to to freedom and to right. walking in in christ and so this this 18 is it 18 inch mm -hmm. inch journey from our from our heads to our heart which happen as you said when he speaks when he shows us so that we have that aha uh -huh moment and you finally get it right. you finally realize that it's like you knew it your whole life but when he speaks it then it it resonates here to your heart you finally see yourself in that way and that's the aha moment right. that brings freedom that brings the truth that will keep you uh, free and keep you safe from all the future thoughts and lies that the enemy will try mm -hmm. to bring you. And this is how you become free, but this is also how you can stay free. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The bad news is that it's not like that moment changes at all. It is the next phase, the next chapter mm -hmm. in your healing because mm -hmm. unfortunately, you're going to leave that session or you're going to leave your, your prayer time with the Lord and things are still going to come up afterwards where you have a choice to either continue believing the enemy or to believe the truth that the Lord said. But he gives you a newfound grace and it's like whatever he said to you or showed you, the Holy Spirit is so kind to remind you of that thing. And you'll be like, no, the Lord showed me a picture That's of how true. he sees me. This is truth. Even though the enemy is trying to feed me this lie right yeah. now that I'm not good enough, no. This is what the Lord showed me. Yes. And it's day by day, battle by battle. They become less and less frequent. And then we're like, oh, like you don't even think about it anymore. You're not even True. actively trying yes. to fight off this lie. It's just like, no. Yeah. I'm amazing. The Lord told me I'm amazing. I'm not going to entertain this I know this the lie. truth and it doesn't even bother you. It bothered you so much before, but it doesn't now. And actually, like scientists say that you need 63 days mm. uh, to create new neuropaths in your brain. So that that means that for after your emotional healing mm -hmm. or deliverance, after it happens, you need to declare that truth uh in your mind, out loud, like whatever, for si at least 63 days to create new neural paths that now is going to become your new way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what Apostle Paul was saying in like Romans 12 too, like do not be comf comforted, 
comforted is that confronted comforted to this world but be renewed by the transforming of your mind this is the transformation that needs to happen when we renew and transform our mind we're actually creating paul knew it he didn't knew the signs behind it but the lord telling the truth mm-hmm. when you build this new neuropaths of the your truth in your brain right. so that nothing can't like can come towards you and because you already know the truth so then. because as you said after healing that is when the fight comes then is when it actually starts to to build up yeah. and the more we are like spending the time with the lord and hearing his truths or uh, reading the scripture and stuff the more we are building the strong foundation that literally we can drive out the enemy with the truth so good and i just want to put this in a simple sense and hopefully give you hope because maybe it seems like okay yeah too good to be true but for me and my story and mate always says that he looks he thinks of me back before i met him as like this really powerful like confident woman right Mm -hmm. because that's what he sees now but that hasn't always been the case yeah Like I remember even being in my old job and being so scared to share my opinion on something. I was always kind of in the shadows and every single year on my like review with my boss, they would always say that I was a great worker, super dedicated, got everything done above, you know, above asking. But the one thing that I needed to work on was owning my voice. Literally year after year, you need to own your voice, own your voice. I could not own my voice. I had so much fear that would overtake me. Anytime we had a meeting, I literally would write out what I was going to say word for word because I was so scared of saying the wrong thing that people were going to look at me like I was an idiot. Whenever we had meetings where I had to speak, it was like I couldn't sleep for days leading up to it. Fast forward, I go to Global Awakening and I'm at the school and I'm seeing all these people who are amazing. They know how to pray. They know how to preach. So anytime I had to do anything in class, like ask a question, that same fear would come back up. And I was like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to seem stupid. I don't feel like I'm good enough for this. And literally it was from an emotional healing session with Connect Up Ministries where that very lie was confronted. The lie that I was not good enough Mm. to do what God was calling me to do. And it had so many deep roots, but I kid you not, since that emotional healing session, because I was hungry for my healing, I did not want to have this fear any longer because God was calling me into things. I just didn't know how to get there, but I was determined to get free. And because of that determination, after that session, I just immersed myself in God's truth. And now here I am, literally every single week, preaching to you guys through podcasts, through YouTube. Like I came into my voice at the school and was able to travel and do ministry and do amazing things and be who God created me to be because he showed me his truth. And this is all because of emotional healing. Mm -hmm. I would not be the Kayla that you see today if it wasn't for God's truth that was revealed to me in that session. So it is so possible that any of these emotions that you have that you feel like I'm never going to live a life without this. I'm never going to live a life without shame. I'm never going to live a life without fear or doubt or sadness. 
I'm here to tell you that it is possible through Jesus because he cares and God will reveal his truth and he will empower you with the spiritual tools that you need to renew your mind every single day with his truth. And you will become a person that you don't even recognize. And you'll look back at that poor little girl and you'll be like, thank you, Lord, Mm -hmm. for healing my heart. True. Like, I think as you were sharing your story, I... There's a couple of, at least two things actually that came to my mind. Number one is the sad part is that sometimes the enemy tells us so much lies and so many lies that we believe, we start believing the lie so much so that we think that this is who we are. Like this, no, this is who I am. Like I am like that. I do not I cannot speak in front of other people. I cannot do this. I'm not like this is not who I am because the lies of the enemy are so deeply, deeply rooted. So this also can be like a big struggle and even recognizing the pattern, the root, when you actually so believe so much in this lie that you think that this is actually who you are. You don't even see it as a lie. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, that's why you need his truth. Yeah. Because you, that's not my point. Like, you will not see it. Yeah. Like, you need the Lord to tell you, like, no, this is what I'm saying. 100%. And the, the second thing I remembered my story like one of the things that I was always, I would say I would always live in the fear of man. I would always be the one who is passive, who is withdrawing, who is super closed, who doesn't step out, doesn't come forward, who doesn't want responsibility and who doesn't want to do anything that's scary and different. Mm. And now I'm thinking we, quit my job, come to America, we're doing this. Like there's so much transformation that happened through healing, through emotional healing. Some of that was deliverance also. Mm-hmm. Like I needed deliverance from some things and some influences and mindsets that that I had. But again, building the truth and building the foundation now. And I'm still struggling with some things to this day. But I know there's hope and I'm like leaning and I'm stepping into mm-hmm. it like, Lord, we're doing this together because I know you have created me for something more, for something bigger. So let's do let's do that together. So good. And it's a process. Like yeah. emotional healing is a process. I don't think we could take all of the emotional healing in one session and like... Yeah. Oh, 100%. Right? After you go through a session, aren't you like so exhausted afterwards because yeah. it's like such a spiritual and emotional exhaustion? So the Lord is kind and he will give us these truths like little by little and he'll show us the roots and the patterns of how they started little by little because mm-hmm. he knows what we can handle. Yeah. So sometimes it is definitely a process. That's a key way you said the Lord will reveal to you. Don't try to do it. don't try to do it with your own strength Mm -hmm. don't try to do it with your own will with your own mind power and go back and look at yourself and your hearts and your wounds you're only you're only gonna see bad stuff Mm -hmm. i don't want to say a bad word you only want to see you only want to see dirt and the wounds and everything that you are not 
you're not going to see what you are. So allow the Lord to guide the process. As you said, that's a key. And that's what I, I did this for. I did this wrong for so many years where I wanted to get healed. I wanted mm. to lead the process of my healing. And I was digging myself deeper and deeper into this introspection, which yeah. is, which was horrible. Like also like, don't do that. Allow the Lord to, to, to lead it and allow the Lord to bring up stuff then then when he brings it up it means it's time for you to get healed from that because then it it's the season for that and he will show you the truth you're ready to handle it mm -hmm. and that you go for it so good so good can you tell her passionate about this <laughs> i can go on and on. i know we have to do some other videos because i want to give will. like more practical steps but i think that'll be a video for another day mm -hmm. of like how you can actually bring in this type of ministry into your life into your day-to-day -day prayer life yes. i feel like that would be a good video yeah, true. if you guys want to see that let us know yeah i think that'd be helpful yeah well, thank you so much for being with us again. Feel free to um, to send us texts or messages or DMs or something. Uh, like this video, subscribe to our podcast. It would mean a lot to us. And uh, we're praying for you all. And we just bless you guys to have an abundant and emotionally whole heart all the days of your life. And we bless you guys and we love you. Amen. Bye. Thank you.